Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, Lord. We surrender ourselves unto you, Lord. Your word says where there is no expectation, there will not be any manifestation. Lord, we come here in one accord to receive your word, Lord Jesus. Father, Lord, we pray that you open our spiritual understanding, Lord, that your word abides in our heart, Lord, and that it is there on the solid rock, Lord Jesus. Father, we pray and that word be multiplied that we could bear fruit, Lord Jesus. Father, we pray that you bless this evening, O oh God. Bless this time, Lord Jesus. And let you fill us more and more with your wisdom and revelation knowledge, O oh Lord. We give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. So today I'm going to share about staying faithful and how important it is for us to stay faithful in Christ. Now times like these, perilous times and times like lockdown, times like pandemic where the world is in, in chaos and confusion, how much are we standing on faith? How much are we grounded in faith in Lord Jesus Christ? Are we faithful in little things? And are we faithful in what God has taught us? And that is what we are going to learn today. And to understand and how important it is to be faithful unto Christ. For example, in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 25 verses 14 to 30, Jesus talks about the parable of talents. Now God commanded the man who received the five talents and he brought another five. He multiplied those five talents. And there was another man who received two talents and gained two more. And God said, his master told the servants, said, well done, good and faithful servant. So we need to understand when God has given us some talents, some work for his kingdom how are we multiplying those talents now one man the master gave him five talents and he has multiplied and bought another five talents and the other servant the master has given him two talents and he multiplied to two and the third kind of a servant he was given one talent but he he didn't multiply anything and you know the master tells him you wicked and lazy servant because he did nothing with what he has been given it and whatever he has received is being taken away now the bible says that we should not be like this wicked servant whatever god has given us we need to multiply that the gifts of the holy spirit the fruits of the holy spirit Whatever talent what God has given us, the work what he has given to us, we need to multiply that. That is what the Bible is telling. And that is why we see in this example of the parable of talents. And we need to examine ourselves, which kind of a servant do we uh, imitate? The first one was given five, five talents or the last one was not multiplied. And God has given each one of us a talent, a gift of worshipping, a gift of serving, gift of helping the needy. All these comes under the ministry of God. All this comes under the ministry of God. 
nothing according to god's kingdom nothing is low if 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 somebody is uh, doing a service ministry doesn't mean that they are of low category and somebody who is preaching is of high category according to god's sight everybody is equal so we are not supposed to compare ourselves depending on our calling whatever god has called you to do whatever god has given you the gifts you are supposed to make use of those gifts you are supposed to multiply and bear fruit that is what the bible is saying because the word of god says that god is ever faithful and his promises are always yes and amen now in today's generation in today's era where there is a global pandemic going on are we standing on the holy ground are we being faithful to christ and not doing those things against the will of god against the commandments of god even if the world rejects us even if the people persecute us or mock us are we standing on a faithful ground that is what the bible is asking us the bible is saying that your faith should be built on a solid ground on the rock the rock is jesus christ if your faith is built on a sand it will be perished and that is why where is your faith built on today is it built on sand or is it built on the rock we need to examine ourselves see the word of god i always keep telling this in my sermons the word of god is a mirror to us the bible is a mirror to us when we read the scriptures it is direct to us now let me tell you that when we read the scriptures never uh, think that the word is to condemn you or to put you down because the bible says according to the psalms that the i will instruct you i will teach you i will tell you the path so when we listen to the corrections of god when we follow the instructions of christ we will see the rewards of heaven amen and that's what the bible says the one who overcomes will receive the crown of life the one who overcomes will see the rewards and the blessings and that is why even in the difficult times even in the perilous times like these the bible says don't give up keep your faith grounded in christ jesus and and your faith till the end is that is what is important church now for example recently i've just received a whatsapp news in 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 the city of california that the, the law has permitted the people to steal from the supermarkets up to 900 dollars i was really surprised when i got this news and and you know it's so shocking one of the commandments of the word of god says that do not steal and here we have a country who's legally passing a right and telling people that you can go and steal we understand that there is a pandemic there is loss of jobs loss of businesses all these things but is it not a good thing to stand on the holy ground and be faithful unto god what about the shopkeeper who's who's spending money who's working hard filling his provisions in the store but there are random people on the streets just because a law has passed Uh, in the government people are just coming and looting the supermarket and this is happening in in california like that there's so many pass uh, so many laws which are passed legally in today's generation nation different nations are passing weird kind of laws 
even in in country like america and all these things they're saying that it's okay you know to get abortion it is okay to even for a 10 uh, 10 year old child to get into uh, sexually in, involved all these things but is it right is what the word of god we need to check the word of god or do we become blind in our spirit that we follow this cultures that we follow this laws tomorrow there might be in in nation like this wherein we have a president or the ministers passing some weird kind of laws are we going to accept that are we going to reject that that is what we need to be careful the bible says that one who overcomes has a great reward if you turn your bibles to revelation chapter 2 verse 10 revelation chapter 2 verse 10 the bible says do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer be faithful it says do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer be faithful even to the point of death and i will give you the crown of life and in the bible prophecies the coming days are going to be even more worst this is just nothing they're forcing people for so many things but they're going to come worst and worst days of our life and we need to be prepared for this worst come scenario because we are the chosen generation of god the bible says in 1 peter 2:9 that we are the holy nation if the holy nation of god if the chosen race of god do not stand on the holy ground and get perished and carried away with the worldly standards who is going to stand for the lord our god who is going to stand for the yahweh god If you read in the book of Kings and in Chronicles in the Old Testament after King Solomon there are many kings who who uh, took care of Jerusalem and uh, the kingdom of Judah you know God blessed different kings and he multiplied them but yet they were disobedient to God's word they worshiped the pagans they they bought into so many cultures of the idolatry into into the presence of God and they have defiled the temple of god that is what happened in the old testament but god how much more merciful he was so much so he also had judgment and wrath and punishment over them and that is why church we are the children of god here to receive the rewards of heaven we are here to receive the crown of life crown of righteousness we are not here to take the wrath of god The wrath of God is for the people who follow wickedness, who follow idolatry, who follow the pagan culture, and that is why we need to be careful. Now, if you see that many people in today's generation also, even the Old Testament and in this generation also, many people when they don't get answer to their prayers, they don't find any solution to their problems. What they do is they try to see alternatives. they try to go to other mediums or either it is science or technology or any other worldly culture sometimes people even go to other mediums like astrology witchcraft all these things it not only just happened in the old testament but it is also happening in this current generation as well there are many believers and many christians when they do not receive an answer from jesus they turn their face to other pagan gods they turn their face to idolatry they turn their face to other religions and that is what 
is the abomination to the law of God. That is when we're going to see the wrath of God. And that is why we as the children of God, we as the believers of Jesus Christ, we need to be very careful church. Are we being faithful to Christ? Are we standing on the holy ground? Is that is what we are learning today. And if you see in the uh, epistle of 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 6 to 8, we see Apostle Paul serving as a powerful example of living and serving faithfully to the very end. Let's turn our Bible to the epistle of 2 Timothy chapter 4 verses 6 to 8. It says, For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time has come for my departure. I have fought the good fight. Now, St. Paul is telling here, I have fought the good fight. How many of us today can boldly say like St. Paul that I am fighting a good fight of faith? I am fighting the fight of faith. No matter I don't achieve this, no matter my, uh, I do not get my promotion, but I will not do something which is against the word of God. And he says, I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. See, St. Paul has gone through a lot of tribulations. He has gone through a lot of persecutions. He was the one who brought in the gospel to the Gentiles. God has given this commission. Jesus has given this commission that he has to go and preach to the Gentiles. Imagine the opposition what he has got from Jewish people or Jewish culture. And he being the tribe, one of the tribes of, you know, Jewish clan, he is preaching the gospel to the Gentiles. Imagine the persecution what St. Paul was going through. Imagine the way he tried to escape, but still he did not turn back to his old ways. Remember Paul who was once Saul. He was a Saul who was persecuting the church, killing people, persecuting Jesus Christ. But on the road to Damascus, when Jesus appeared to him, he said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? That very minute, Saul's life was transformed. He spent three years in the Arabian desert having the connection with Christ. He never went and told everyone what happened, but he spent alone in, in the Arabian desert for three years, spending his time with God, hearing from God. Are we taking time to spend time with Jesus? Are we taking time to build our faith? Because the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And that is what it happens. So I encourage you church to fight the good fight of faith. You might be going through a tribulation. You might be going through a challenge. You might be going through that financial crisis. But let me tell you that God is your rewarder. God will stand for you. God will provide you because he is a provider. That's why the Bible says in Psalm 23, the Lord is a good shepherd and I shall not lack anything. Remember in the Old Testament, when the prophet Elijah meets this old woman who do not have anything to give to this prophet, and he says that go and bring the pots from the other, other neighborhood and see the oil will be overflowing. We all know the story. Even at the end of the drop of the oil olive in your house, if you don't have anything even to eat, it's, if it's your last meal for the day, don't give up on Christ. Don't go to those road or take those roots which lead to destruction it might satisfy your belly for that very minute but your soul and your spirit will be perished 
let it be in your office in your corporate culture in your school in your career in your family whatever wherever you are placed be faithful to god like the servant when the master gave him five talents he multiplied it he was faithful to increase that and wherever you are wherever location god has placed you that's your geographical location don't think that why am i here why this god has a better plan the bible says and it's a, it's a very powerful verse from jeremiah 29:11 i alone know the plans see god is saying nobody else knows the plans i alone know the plans the plans which will give you prosperity and not disaster only god knows the plans for you because the bible says in ephesians 1 chapter it says i have predestinated you i have chosen you even before the foundations of the world even before you were found in your mother's womb i know your name the very hair on your head i i know it i know your down sitting i know your uprising i know everything about you jesus knows everything about you and me church everything our future our past our present he knows everything are we standing on the holy ground are we faithful to christ because god was faithful no matter in the times of discouragement no matter in times of weariness or despair or temptations do not give up the bible says remain faithful to him at all times don't get into the worldly patterns don't get into the worldly structure to religious people what the people is saying what my neighbors are saying what my community is going to say because what people are going to identify you as you don't lose your identity in Christ your identity in Christ is very important church that is what is going to take you to heaven that is what is going to prepare you for the coming rapture that is what is going to help you to be in the millennium period and i will talk about millennium and rapture another day but that's very powerful and today we are in the times of the end times of the last hour of the grace period if you know in the book of daniel it talks about the 70 weeks 69 weeks have already passed away and the 70 week is going to start very soon there is a pause which christ has given to this church age is a grace period but this grace what we have right now is a thin line We do not assume that we can do whatever we want and still God is going to be faithful and he's going to forgive us. Remember the second time what Christ is coming, he is coming as a judge. He's not coming as a good shepherd and we need to be mindful of that. And Lord the Bible says the Lord will honor your faithfulness and he is going to reward you. Stand on the holy ground. Don't give up. Pursue God. Wait on the Lord. Be faithful to him. even if everybody rejects you the lord knows what you go through stand on that holy ground and the bible says in 1 corinthians chapter 1 verse 8 to 9 let's turn our bibles to 1 corinthians chapter 1 verses 8 to 9 he he says here keep you strong to the end keep you strong to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our lord jesus christ amen the bible itself is teaching us church to be strong if there is no way remember jesus is the only way at that very minute your your prayer is not answered no problem 
wait on Christ. Probably that is your testing period. Probably that is the time when God is putting you in fire and testing you and he's waiting. Probably the Satan will bring you alternate solutions. He might open different doors uh, for you wherein you will receive that like this as a blink of an eye. But be faithful. Be strong in the Lord. Even Jesus in the wilderness when he was fasting for 40 days, we all know the story how Satan came to tempt him. He was hungry. The Bible records that Jesus was thirsty and was hungry. Imagine in the wilderness. And in today's generation, though we are living in four walls where there's air conditioning and all the benefits and luxury in our homes, we still don't take that time to spend for the Lord. And that is why it is important that we spend time in Jesus. Amen. And the Bible is saying, be strong till the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus. See the words what Christ is saying. These are the very words which St. Paul is writing to the church of Corinthians. He's saying, so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. If we want to escape from the world and want to cover ourselves with different kind of covering, you know, on the day of judgment, we will be condemned. But if here, if we reject the world, and though we are alone, on the day of judgment, God is going to reward you openly. He's going to give you crowns of life. He's going to give you crown of righteousness. And which is better, this temporary world, which we live for 30, 40, 60 years, and in this generation, there is no age. Once upon a time, people used to live till 80, till 90 or 100 years as well. But in today's generation, pandemic like this, we've seen many people who have lost their lives at age of 20, 30, 40. There is no age. Even small children are dying. Now they're saying that there's a third wave which is coming up and there's uh, the mutant is more horrible and, and it's crazy and it's going to affect the children. All these things. See, the Bible says in the Gospel of Hebrews, chapter 11, faith is a substance of things which you do not see, but yet you believe. Now, did we see the virus? Nobody has seen the virus. We don't even know how this virus looks at how how does it look we don't know where it is coming from people who are just been in the homes been affected with virus people are always uh, all the time wearing the mask and uh, sanitizing their hands social distancing not being out in public they're affected with coronavirus we didn't see this virus at all we have not seen this virus we don't even know how it looks probably the scientists are putting an image it, you know, with a kind of a round ball which has all kind of uh, the stones, it looks like, but we don't know how it looks. We do not know about scientists, but the normal human being, the common man has not seen how the virus looks. We don't know how it's coming. Each WhatsApp message, each Facebook or social media talks about this virus, that it comes in the air, it's, in the, in, it's on the metal, it's on the vegetable, it's here, and people are just scrubbing the vegetables crazily. They're taking out all the vitamins. You know, it's, it's been crazy. But what the Bible is saying, if you have faith in Christ Jesus, if you have faith in the kingdom of God, that's going to lead you to eternal life. Now, people didn't see this virus, but we all are scared of this virus. We are so fearful. There's so much of fear instilled in each one of us by, by the government, by the doctors, by the scientists. There's so much of fear infilled. And we are so scared. 
we are so scared so much of fear is gripped us and because of this fear the so called people the elite group and all these people who are behind this uh pandemic can control the human beings like this so they are basically controlling the mind of the humans so that you become like a puppet in their hands and whatever they tell you will do it because at that time it will become survival of the fittest and you need to survive so you you have to do this you know there was a person who was telling uh telling us that if I, if i don't take vaccination i might not get uh the groceries or rations you know see the so much of fear is instilled in, in a person that they're thinking if they do not if they don't take vaccine that they're not going to get groceries what a lie from the pits of the hell and the government has declared the vaccine is your choice you can't force anybody to take vaccine it's each individual's choice what the word of god says before doing anything it's always good to depend on the word of god just it's not good that we just directly depend on the technology or on science or what's what somebody said what the word of god says see the bible is given us from genesis to revelation according to god's sight everything is done actually everything is over is just that we are living this time and that is why it is simple don't give in to shortcut methods don't worship the new god age technology and all the various kind of sciences which is coming up you know don't deny the truth and don't encourage falseness or lawlessness or sin be careful be careful that is what these are the signs of warning church and don't allow fornication adultery drunkenness all these things the bible keeps telling us but yet though the people of god the children of god are still born to do such things we are actually no no different than israelites if we see the story of israelites till today they have not received christ as their messiah they are still waiting his second coming they think that it will be his first coming but that is a time of judgment and they don't have the grace of salvation it's a gentile period now that we have the grace period now is the time don't harden your hearts the bible says and that is why it is important and don't give in to vain traditions culture people are following halloween culture in 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 uh, in the western western countries it's a demonic culture they're inviting demons but people the christians the so called believers are participating in the something called halloween they think it is very cool they dress up the children like those witches like those uh, uh demons and all kind of scars and all kind of stuff they don't know that they are inviting demon it's a connect to the spiritual world it is a connect to the occult world to the witchcraft world and that is what is happening church even in nations like these people follow meditation and yoga it is coming from the pagan culture without meditation there is no yoga when you meditate on something that means you're connecting you're opening yourself to the spirit realm the mudras what they use in yoga the postures what they use in yoga it's all connected to the demonic realm but what the science teaches it's good for your health the exercise and all these things they they, they put a covering that is what we need to be careful of that is what we need to make sure that we are not blindfolded by this 
traditions and cultures and lose our faith and that is why the bible is saying that we need to stand on the holy ground be faithful there might be 10 people a person who is very intelligent having fine doctorates will come and say yoga is really good keeping a tattoo on your body is good but what the word of god says be careful where the culture is coming from what kind of culture it is that is what we need to be careful of if you turn your bibles to the uh, epistle of 1 thessalonians chapter 5 verses 23 to 24 1 thessalonians chapter 5 verses 23 to 24 it says may god himself the god of peace sanctify you through and through may your whole spirit soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our lord jesus christ see st paul is telling that your whole spirit not part of your spirit is not that uh, monday morning i'm very spiritual and tuesday evening i become fleshly you know monday to friday i'm working on a saturday on a weekend i go and enjoy i indulge in worldly uh, lifestyle and then i say next day morning i say praise be to god what a double life ought we live like a hypocrite the bible says you hypocrite that is what we need to be careful time is very less church we do not have much time don't take it serious and this is what you need to spread and that's what the bible says may your whole spirit soul and body now god is concerned in the trinity of a human being that is your spirit your soul and your body the three things are very important he doesn't want your spirit to be connected to god and your body is indulging in fleshly desires you're corrupting your flesh by doing vain things by cutting by putting tattoos by by doing sexual immorality all these things be careful don't defile your body the bible says in corinthians it says don't you know that your body is a temple of the holy ghost you are the temple of god you are the church of god if jesus is the head we are the body of christ that is why the bible says that we are the body of christ and each member of the body of christ is important to the kingdom god and if you see and if you face temptations turn your bibles to 1 corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 the bible says that god is faithful be faithful and if you find temptations turn your bible to 1 corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 it says we all experience times of temptations or times of testing which is normal for every human being now god also know that when we are in this world in this fallen world in this fallen era god knows that there will be temptations around us there will be persecutions around us there will be rejection around us people will not understand what we are trying to tell people will not understand our feelings our emotions our burdens our pains nobody will understand but the lord my god only he can understand just because somebody don't understand your emotions just because somebody don't understand what you go through don't take a shortcut route and indulge in sin don't do something which you will lose your identity in Christ and the bible says but god will be faithful to you god himself the god of justice is going to be faithful to you. even your spouse your parents your relatives your friends your wife whoever it is they might not support you 
but stand on the holy ground be faithful and the bible says he will screen and filter the severity nature and timing of every test or trial you face so that you can bear it god is going to stand beside you that's why the bible says in the book of ephesians chapter 6 if you read from 10 onwards put on the whole armor of god put on the truth of uh, belt put on the breastplate of righteousness helmet of salvation carry the sword of the spirit that is why the armor of god is very important saint paul knew in the place called ephesus that how these people are fighting a battle with the demonic world he told to put on the armor of god and then the bible says here and each test is an opportunity to trust him more for along with every trial god has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out of it victoriously amen hallelujah if you go through something which nobody has gone through in your life don't give up don't take shortcut methods don't say lord i don't have my way like they have opened in california for people to go and uh, steal stuff don't do that stand faithful god will send his angels to provide for you you are going through a financial crisis god will provide for you he's going to give you that hidden manna he's going to fulfill your desires he's going to pay your bills be faithful to god cry unto jesus you know it it is going to do wonders church and don't follow christ as if you're obligated don't follow christ see god sees our heart don't follow christ because you have to follow christ if i don't follow i'm going to die no god doesn't want that kind of reverence to him god wants somebody who can love him genuinely because god is love see the faithfulness is a matter of heart it all strives from our heart because the lord is faithful because he loves us and he wants his children to be faithful to him so that we love him genuinely and if you turn your bible so proverbs chapter 3 verse 3 proverbs chapter 3 verse 3 it says never let go of loyalty and faithfulness see the bible talks a lot about faithfulness and it says never it says never there's no choice there's no if there's no but never let go of loyalty and faithfulness at your workplace your boss might be persecuting you 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 are trying hard you're doing your best in your job but they're not giving you that promotion so don't take that shortcut method to get that promotion don't despise somebody don't stand a false witness against someone to get that promotion you get that church don't blame somebody don't accuse somebody falsely to get that promotion to get that seat stand on the holy ground work hard the jesus is your provider your company might close down there might be a lockdown your business might close down but he is your provider the yahweh god the elohim god the el shaddai god is your provider and that is why we are learning that the bible says tie them around your neck write them on your heart loyalty and faithfulness god is saying tie them to your neck you know we all wear gold chains pearl sets and uh, diamonds and rubies but that is all perishable jesus is saying tie to your neck the loyalty and faithfulness amen and the bible teaches us that what should we do to stay faithful in god what should we do that 
that we should stay uh, faithful to God. Let's turn our Bible to the book of Jude, chapter 1, and let's read from verses 17 to 25. They say to you, it says, But remember, my friends, what you were told in the past by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, When the last days come, people will appear who will make fun of you. People who will follow their own godless desires. Jesus knows the beginning from the end and from the beginning. He knows everything. He's the omnipresent God, is all-knowing God. When your last days come, people will appear who will make fun of you, people who will follow their own godless desires. But the Bible says, don't accept anything as a substitute for grace. Don't accept anything as a substitute of a grace. Test everything by the word of God. Your word of God is a solution, is the answer, is the light of for everything. And then it says, these are the people who cause divisions, who are controlled by their natural desires, who do not have the spirit. And then it says, but you, my friends, keep on building yourselves upon your most sacred faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. That is why Jesus has given us the Holy Spirit. He is there with us 24 by 7. And we need to recognize him that he is a, one of the most important Trinune person. He is a real person. He is more than real than you and me are. The Holy Spirit is there for us. The Holy Spirit is available for us. And that is why we need to pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. And then develop time to walk intimately with the Lord. Linger with God in prayer. Don't allow anything like your family, your ministry, your children, your spouse or your work or anything to take the place of God. If you have to give time to the Lord, give your first priority to God. Spend that time to the Lord and then you will see the rewards of heaven. Now, the Bible says when you, when you fall into temptations and you do certain things, you will not lose your salvation, but you will lose some of God's blessings. Now, if you see in the example of this prodigal son, we all know the story of this prodigal son. He wandered away from his father. He did, he, now, he did not lose the father's love, but he suffered. He left his Jewish culture and he went among the Gentiles. And we all know that sufferings came with him. He fought, what happened is he lost being communion with his father. He lost the relationship with his father. He lost that beautiful time spending with his father. But what he did, he went into the wilderness and, and, and he, he, lo he lost everything. But God says in the Luke 15, 20, it says, So he got up and came to his father, was still long way off. His father saw him and felt compassion for him and rain. And then he says, he ran, that is what it says, compassion for him and rain, carries much significance. Now being in Jewish family and leaving your family in the Jewish culture and going away, spending your time in wilderness and in, among Gentiles, it's a very disgraceful thing in those, culture, in those times. 
and when the son comes back the whole village will persecute him they try to cut off with him they do certain rituals that they cut off him from the family but the father knew all these things and when he seen from far off if you read the gospel if you seen from far off the father sees the son coming the father runs towards his son embraces him accepts him and makes a great feast saying that i have forgiven you my son and this is what all belongs to you and he makes a great feast for him amen that is what a jesus is but how many times you turn away from god not every time you turn away from god and you will see god waiting at the doorstep he might give you probably 10 chances but the 11th chance if you don't turn back surely there's judgment there is wrath of god and that is what we need to understand that we cannot take god for granted we cannot we cannot take his love for granted and the verse 22 says show mercy towards those who have doubts save others by snatching them out of the fire and to others show mercy mixed with fear but hate their very clothes stained by their sinfulness god is saying here in the epistle of jude he's saying show mercy to people if somebody is drifting away from their faith you be that person to pull them back to faith don't deny them don't reject them but bring them back to faith it becomes your responsibility because you are a child of god you are the believer of god you have a calling on god because the bible says you are the priest and you are the saints of god so as a priest of god it is our duty to intercede for people who have been lost so that they come back to christ jesus so just don't think it is a work only of the ministers of god the prophets of god the evangelists or the prophets the bible says that you and me are the priests of god you and me are the saints of god you and me are the prophets of god that is what jesus calling each one of us i call you my friends i don't call you servants because a servant will not know what the master is doing but i call you friends so that you know what i'm doing and the mystery is revealed if you read the gospel of john 15 it says very clearly i chose you You didn't choose me. I anointed you. I appointed you. I ordained you. You don't need a special ordination from anybody else. Jesus himself has ordained you. That's the word of God the Bible says. That exactly happened to St Paul when he met Christ in the road to Damascus. He didn't go beating the trumpet everywhere saying that you know God appeared to me in the road to Damascus. Is it real and am, am I really chosen? Am I the apostle? All these things no. The moment Jesus spoke to him, he believed and he acted upon that and his life was transformed that is what we need to do. the word of god is a truth you don't need a degree or a certificate or a phd to qualify to do god's will as long as the word of god says what you are in christ jesus that is what matters church who you are in christ jesus that is what matters church you don't need a special recognition from so called ministers of god if you know who you are in christ jesus that's it that's the revelation of christ that's why the bible says that you are chosen by god you are the royal priesthood you are the holy nation jesus redeemed you ephesians chapter 1 it says he has redeemed you he has justified you he has called you so that you go and bear much fruit so when you are standing on the holy ground if you are faithful you need to bring some people who are weak in faith you need to lift them up because the bible says that we need to edify one another we need to encourage one another don't look at your past what your past is god doesn't care what is your now that is what is important who you are in christ today and what will you become tomorrow if you walk today 
faithfully on Christ Jesus tomorrow is going to be a greater day tomorrow is going to be a brighter day that's why the Bible says in, in the book of Isaiah arise and shine for the glory of God is risen upon you amen you don't have to sit in darkness. You don't have to mourn for your sins. You don't have regret for your past. But today the Lord says, Arise and shine, for the glory of God is risen upon you. Amen. And that is what is important, church. Stand on the holy ground. People might have rejected you, despised you, cursed you, whatever it is. The Bible says, The one who believes in Christ, there's no more curse on you. Because curse has been taken on the cross. Galatians 3.13, it says that. The man who died on the cross, he became cursed for us. So some people might say there might be ancestral traditions, you know, because something happened to your grandfather, that is why this has been passed on to you. Every curse is broken the moment you are taken in Christ Jesus. Amen. Every yoke is broken because the Bible says that you are the anointed one. You are the chosen of God. According to 1 John 2.20, you have the unction of the Holy Spirit which abides in you. The Bible says the Holy Spirit abideth in you. He resides in you. That is what you need to know the power of Christ. That the Holy Spirit is residing inside of you. So you don't have to become sad. You don't have to become depressed about your situation but rise up and glorify God sing praises like uh, Peter praised God like St. Paul praised God even when they were in the prison they break open the chains by their faith put on that faith and stand on the holy ground that is what the Bible says and what are you worrying today is it your finances or your relationship whatever it is Bible is saying be faithful do not compromise anything for the love of Christ Amen. Don't compromise. Even if you might be losing a lottery ticket, even if you might be losing lakhs of money, if there's something to do with the sin, if there's something to do against the law of God, don't indulge in it. Don't compromise. That is what the Bible is saying. And it says in verse 24 to 25, To whom is able to keep you from falling and to you, bring you faultless and joyful before His glorious presence, to the only God our Savior, through Christ Jesus our Lord, majesty might and authority from all ages past and that is why church we need to be very careful i'll just tell you a, a little gist of the the church in ephesus if you see in the book of revelation chapter 2 if you read 1 to 7 apostle john writes to the seven churches and one of the churches ephesus now ephesus was a place where there was idol worship pagan worship they used to worship these goddesses of admetis who's and 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 the the culture was so sick that they used to sacrifice children they used to rip apart uh, women who are carrying and all kind of vain and sexual immorality complete paganism and witchcraft in that kind of a place called ephesus we had the believers who stayed there. St. Paul stayed in, in, the, in, the, in the place called Ephesus for two years ministering the gospel. Imagine the challenge what they were going through. It's, it's a very talk about town. People all across the world used to uh, go to this place, used to visit this temple of this goddess, used to stand in processions and worship this idol. People used to believe vain things. You know, if you touch the tree of this temple, you know, great things are going to happen. And people fell for it absolute occult culture and in that kind of worst culture we had the christians who were there in that place imagine the persecution what they were going through you know they were not able to 
take part in anything because obviously it is not good. But imagine the people, the rejections, what they have gone through from their, from their fellow Gentiles or from other people. But you know what the Bible says? If you read, I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how cannot bear them which are evil and thou hast tried them which says their apostles and are not and found them liars and has borne and has patience and for my name's sake has labored has not fainted nevertheless i have somewhat against thee because thou hast left my first love you know god is saying all these things are good you left the pagan culture you didn't worship the idols you but what christ is telling you is jesus very well is saying you have left your first love you know that is why we need to remember that who is our first love they were worshiping god because it became like a ritual to them worshiping the jehovah god and they forgot to honor god from their heart forgot to honor god love god from their heart and that is why jesus telling to the to letter of ephesus that you did everything but you left the first love and he says remember therefore from thou have fallen repent and do the first works or else i will come unto you quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of his place except thou repent but this thou hast that thou hatest the deeds of the nicolaitans which i also hate and to him that overcomes the bible says to him that overcomes i will give to eat the tree of life which is in the midst of the paradise of god and that is why church be careful let us not become weary let us not fall into temptations let us not fall into the patterns of this world but stand on the holy ground the bible says in the uh, uh, in the book of psalms 1:16 it says god is there to watch over you even if your enemies are trying to come and kill you he's there to watch over you 1 samuel 26:23 it says god is there to reward you so be faithful now and forever fight the good fight of faith like how saint paul fought a good fight no matter even if you lose everything on this earth these are all are perishable things stand on the holy ground be faithful to christ and you will see the riches and you will see the blessings of god amen and the bible says hebrews 6:10 he will not forget your work and the love you have shown him the love what you showed to jesus today church the love what you showed to your fellow beings the way you're going to encourage people to love christ you're going to spread the gospel bring salvation you have a reward amen you have a great reward hallelujah thank you jesus let's close our eyes father we thank you god for this wonderful time lord jesus thank you holy spirit for teaching us lord to fight the good fight of faith lord that we don't give up when adversary comes our way god when persecution comes our way when temptation comes our way when famine and drought comes our way help us lord to overcome lord jesus help us lord to lift us up that we could stand on the holy ground that we could be faithful unto you jesus we thank you god we praise you and we bless you lord jesus in jesus name we pray amen amen amen